0: This week on Inside Motorsport, we catch up with Tony Whitlock on the Bathurst 12 Hour. I hope you'll stay with us. Tony Whitlock joins us now, and Tony, uh, a very interesting Bathurst 12 Hour with more manufacturers than ever, and certainly a very, very interesting conclusion.
1: Yeah, a rather sad way to end uh, under a red flag and not checkered. But, uh, and certainly great to hear that the three young drivers involved, that being Ash Walsh, John Martin and Bryce Ford, three Australian drivers who were involved in that uh, crash at the top of the mountain, that they're all, well I won't say they're all okay, but they're not seriously hurt. Uh, A couple of them in Martin and Walsh are still uh, in hospital, but they may be transferring back to their home state soon. But uh, look, it was a, a great race for such a fantastic field of drivers and cars. Um, a pity there's so many uh, safety cars. There were a total of 16 of them, and uh, I believe that it could be as high as 40% of the race laps were done
0: under a safety car, which is way, way too much. Mm. And, of course, when you think that based on the times they are expecting in the race, which at, at periods of the race were as quick as qualifying, you had a situation where uh, they were hoping to get 300 laps in the 12 hours and uh, with you know, cars going off even before the start of the race and the, the, effectively the race being under safety car on lap number two, uh, it soon appeared likely that they weren't going to reach the 300 lap goal.
1: Well, indeed, in fact, there were a good 10 or 12% under that, but about 270 laps. Um, look, one great thing I must mention is the fact that uh, uh, three manufacturers and, and three of the teams who were uh, probably or the three cars that were mooted to be contenders, which was an Audi, Mercedes and a Porsche, um, those were the top three at the end of the race, um, and uh, Fidgens and uh, Stewie Leonard and Ventura, They won the race in the Audi. Uh, Then there was the Scotty Taylor, a privateer, uh, Mercedes of of, um, Scott Taylor Motorsport with Jamie Wincup, Kenny Haboul, whose team, or it was organized, the entry, uh, Veltier and Marcello. Um, They did a great job. Very strategic race they ran. Uh, And finally, it was the uh, Porsche from uh, Boston Athletic Club with... um, Pappers, uh, Bleaker Molan, who of course has been here several times, Stoller, and Mark Lieb, who also has been here several times, of course. Um, so those were, were terrific to see. Um, one of the uh, mooted entries was the Bamba Estuary Venture, uh 991 uh, entry, and they got a post-race penalty, which put them back to fifth place. They were certainly a contender to be... Uh, yeah, on the podium, mm. uh, it was overtime for a
0: driver, I believe. Well, thanks to Channel Seven, we can hear from the winners in the Audi Sport Team WRT. Yeah, last year we didn't have the luck on the side. After ten minutes, we crashed, uh, very unfortunate. But we came back strong. Uh, during the race, we had some problems. The first three hours or four hours, we didn't have the radio, so we were struggling to to box at the, at the right point. So. But, um, yeah, the last couple of hours, last in especially with fuel saving, a lot of fuel saving, and I think Jamie was doing the same thing and um, tried to keep the gap as well. So it was quite tough, but eventually we kept it together and we won. What is amazing is the finish of the race. We've seen red flags. Red flags in motor racing, in 12-hour racing are not uncommon, Tony, but to see a red flag right at the death in that last 13 minutes of the race, which effectively meant we couldn't see a winner go across and receive the chequered flag was uh well a disappointing end but overall the day was absolutely fantastic and importantly no one seriously hurt although ash walsh was in hospital for a couple of days after the event
1: indeed and um Look, it was anticlimactic, I suppose you could say, the end of the race. It it had been a a great to-and-fro event all day. Um, It was the... uh, No one was all in sync on uh, pit stops, so you were seeing people coming up and down, and and some people... I mean, if the race had gone all the way, full distance, the, the likely podium wouldn't have been the same. Maybe the race wouldn't have been the same, but the three cars that were there quite possibly would not have been the same three. So uh, it's certainly well worthwhile going to. Uh, I hope it was a great television spectacle. Um, And it's certainly fantastic to see so much manufacturing involvement. I mean, one of the big news for me was seeing Charlie Lamb and the Schnitzer team back again, because that was their first visit since 1987, which is extraordinary because Schnitzer are one of the great teams of world motorsport and have been for the last 40 years or so. So that was fantastic to see them back, and I'm sure next year yet again, because the field was a quality, quality field. And lots of uh, Australian drivers who know the track well, and some of those New Zealanders, they showed themselves as a real class. Chas Mostert, what an amazing job he did in taking pole position. I had a chat to him which would uh, well worth while listening to. Yeah, to, to
2: sum it all up, you know, to, to get a pole position is, is amazing anytime, doesn't matter what category you are, but especially in this uh, GT3 field because uh, this year there's so many great talents out there and so many big teams and, and uh, so many great cars. So for me uh, to also be part of Team Schnitzer with the BMW Motorsport Group is, is uh, unbelievable. So to, to get the call up for the, probably one of the, the closest teams to the factory is uh, yeah unbelievable. And to, to do the job, it's a great on the back to all the guys down in the garage because yeah obviously the car comes over in a container all the way from germany and uh, again you know it's pretty tough on all the guys jet lag and all that kind of stuff so uh, they've done an extreme extremely
1: good job
0: you also had a chat to the seven-time supercar champion, Jamie Cup.
1: Two GT starts at the back 12-hour, two podiums. He thinks he's going backwards. I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I uh, win last year, but I hey,
1: certainly couldn't be happier
2: with second. Uh, I'm a big believer that the quickest car should win. Um, certainly the Audi was, was faster than we were today. Stayed out of trouble, did a great job, so they deserve the win. And uh, we felt like we maximised. You know, we're very much a, a uh, somewhat a privateer sort of sort of a setup. We um, we never met each other before the before the week, and uh, we felt like we maximised and got the best result we could, and couldn't be happier. Sipping champagne at the end of the weekend.
1: Two very different cars, dramatically different to drive. Dramatically different to
2: drive. Uh, both get their speed in a different way. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, to be to be on the podium, sipping champagne, couldn't be happier.
1: As someone who's a, uh, a student of driving, and I consider you are, yeah. it must be enormously satisfying to, to actually you know pull this off in a different car because you're learning so much.
2: For sure, for sure. There was a lot of strategy involved today, but um, a lot of teamwork. Very happy to have a couple of Triple Eight guys in in my corner but you know that's certainly secondary on top i joined uh, scott taylor motorsport kenny hubble team yep. Yep. and uh you know it was an honor to drive with these guys and we all we all contributed and uh as i said i feel like we maximized maximized the result today and couldn't be happier to stand on the podium and
0: tony uh, after A few years where supercars and supercar drivers were frowned upon being part of the 12-hour, we now see them fully immersed with supercars running the event and it has made it a lot wider, given it a lot wider interest domestically and internationally It hasn't lost any of its luster. No, in fact, if you think back, I think it was four years ago that in fact the... uh
1: Test and launch day for supercars was coincided to be on the same weekend, so the drivers could, in fact, Australian drivers, supercar drivers could not actually go and do the uh, 12 hour, which is a, just a ridiculous state. But of course, now they own the property and so that they do everything they can. They had their own website, which was totally uh, engrossed in the, the race, the supercar site uh, covering the 12 hour, and they did a great job in getting stories that may have been missed by others. But Look,
0: it it is a great event, and I'm certainly glad to have been there for it again. And an event that is gathering interest. Uh, You had a chance, and next week on the show, we'll hear from a former supercar owner, but certainly in World Motorsport, he's no stranger, and that is David Richards. And uh, he is committed to the Aston Martin team being here in 2019. Indeed, that'll
1: be the first time that uh, factory team has run at the 12-hour from Aston Martin. They've had privateer cars in the past. When I asked him about have the drivers started to uh, uh, shoulder themselves up and put themselves forward, he said that's only just beginning. So <laughs> we expect to see some uh, certainly quality drivers in their cars as well. Interestingly, Dave Richards was travelling with his wife and they're on a tour of Tasmania as we speak. Um, but his uh, travel partner at the moment was Rod Nash, of course, who... Uh, is the uh, now uh, what is called Tickford Racing 2018 on Have, you know, what was FPR that, of course, Rod Nash and Rusty French bought from Dave Richards some uh, five, six years ago. Yeah.
0: Also of, uh, of interest is you mentioned Ash Walsh involved in that late race crash. Uh, the Conduras brothers, Walsh and uh, uh, Padachet, who were running in the Superbar and Audi, managed to win their class. And uh, they were still credited with that victory, although they were uh, in the crash. And uh, also, uh, for some of the other class racing, you had uh, Tony Longhurst, Matthew Brabham, uh, involved in in uh, one of the class... What was it? Class C. In the, in and taking a win in a BMW. And the, G-
1: the GT4... Uh, uh, that uh, certainly uh, Longhurst, Brabham and Seaton, three great names, and uh, uh, it was Tony Longhurst's very final race, which is terrific to see him win the class. He uh, was there last year in another car. He actually had won the 12-hour back in a day, I think it was in Lancer some years back, when it was still a production race. Um, he wanted to go out in a bit more style because they crashed out last year, and so he bought this new little uh, BMW, and he feels totally... Uh, that it's the appropriate thing, given that he started his career in a BMW at Bathurst all those years ago. Mm -hmm. So that was a wonderful thing to see, the uh, names of Brabham, Seton and Longhurst uh, combining for that. And Tony has plans that uh, if uh, nothing else comes to fruition, that he put another third young guy in the car, if... Seaton and Bradham will get together again. So that was uh, great to see. Yes. Both third generation racers, of course.
0: <laughs> Keith Kosulki, Rod Salmon, and a name that everyone's keeping a good close eye on, Will Brown, taking out the invitational class in the Mark cars. And one thing about uh, what Ryan McLeod has done with these Mark cars is built some absolutely beautiful purpose-built race cars, which uh, are going all over the world and doing extremely well. In fact, I can break some news that, uh, about
1: them because Ryan has uh, sold four of those new marked cars. I believe they'll be Mustangs, uh, similar to that, and they were all gorgeous-looking cars. Uh, a couple of them may have only been finished on the Monday night, but uh, and they had niggling uh, sort of problems. But uh, as uh, Salmon, Kazuki and Brown demonstrated by winning their category, that the cars are certainly... Uh, Well and truly competitive. And they, uh, Ryan McLeod has sold four of those cars to VDS team from Belgium, which is fantastic news. Just yet again, uh, cars from Australia, racing in Europe and America.
0: Yeah, great to see. Tony, looking forward to hearing David Richards when you spoke to him next week on Inside Motorsport. And, of course, we should uh, say this week on our sister program, Inside Supercars, you've got uh, some great off-season news.
1: Yes, look, uh, I mean, of course, uh, speaking this week with uh, Rod Nash was one of the, uh, the things that happened, but uh, that's only part of it. And, of course, there's some wonderful... Uh, New entries this year. Five new young drivers are making their debut this year, which is fantastic. Uh, in the ga- in the main game, um, a, a new team in uh, that's born out of Lucas Dumbrell Motorsport uh, in Red 23, um, which is fantastic. Which is the Phil Mundy team and Will Davison's moved there. So that's a a wonderful thing to see them. Uh, Coming up, and of course, they'll be running with the Falcons out of.
0: And of course, you were at the Autobahn launch last week as well.
1: Yes, indeed. And look, it was a wonderfully done launch. Great to see Rihanna, you know, continuing her involvement in the sport. She was there as the hostess. Uh, launching lounges and the Autobahn connection. They've been together 15 years, but now Autobahn and Lounge are combining because it's co- actually called Autobahn Lowndes, Autobahn Lounge Racing is the entry uh, for that uh, 888 car. And uh, well, I spoke to the... Uh, Uh, General Manager of Autobahn, 125 stores uh, in in that particular chain. The Marketing Manager, that's Peter Tilley, the General Manager, and uh, Brad Hyde, who's the Marketing Manager, and of course Roland Dane, who uh, gave us an insight into uh, what he's up to and uh, where he's going with the with the team in uh, 2018. Mm.
0: And that's all coming up on this week's Inside Supercars. Tony Whitlock, a pleasure to catch up with you on Inside Motorsport. Thank you, Craig. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.